Welcome back, guys. DGS 404. So if you're new to the show, uh, you know, we have benchmarks. Mondays we do Sweet 16. Tuesdays we do uh, the Think Tank, which we're about to do now. And, you know, but, but then within that four-hour day construct, four hours is just too long to actually uh, do good stuff. Uh, so there's a whole lot of just silliness and bathroom humor, and mostly from Alvin Reed. But, you know, uh, Kurt Barr, Alvin Reed here, two of my favorites. We go back years and years and years and years. Uh, boy. I mean, I wish that we were lighter topics to talk about, right? Uh, but I've been looking forward to you guys just getting your thoughts in general. I mean, it feels like a lifetime since, was it only been a week? Has it only been last Saturday when, when right, uh, Hamas days. attacked? Yeah, My 10 days. goodness. Uh, Alvin, start with you. Just your how, when you saw it, what you thought, and how it's progressing. Well, one, um, it, it always, have you ever been out of town when something like this happens? I was in Lawrence. You know, and I was woke up and like, you know, and it, all this frivolity and they're just kind of having fun and it's yeah. a great time and all that. And you're just like, oh, man, you know, this is this is terrible. Uh, I think, you know, physics, every action has an equal and opposite reaction um, when it comes to sovereignty and human beings. It, I think the equal reaction, at least an equal opposite reaction. And so then what's going on now is 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 part reaction, part retribution, part a lot of things. And I just, I, I feel so sorrowful for those caught in the middle, those truly caught in the middle, because there are some that are truly caught in the middle. But I almost felt like, you know, Hamas, what did you expect? Were they going to say, you know, almost, I'm almost bad? afraid it was a trap, yeah. you know, that of course they knew this is what was going right, to happen. Exactly. And I know? think maybe the, maybe the be all and all is that they want them to ground invade. Are you surprised by, and if not, what do you think of uh, Ron DeSantis, who uh, planted a flag and said that uh, none of the uh, Gazan refugees should enter the United States. They should go to Arab countries. Not every one of them is a terrorist, but every one of them is anti-Semitic. Jesse Waters uh, on his show last night on Fox said essentially the same thing. Surprised? No, not surprised. I mean, that's political rhetoric i mean i there's no way you could say that every every you know palestinian or every arab arab person is anti-semitic that's just a ridiculous statement so but that's where we are right yeah. now kurt just in general thoughts every question i just ask alvin right so obviously it's terrible that hostilities started again and seemingly out of nowhere I mean, the you know the second Fada. I mean, it, at least you knew why they got riled up with uh, the former prime minister going into the uh, the, the, uh, the the mosque, um, but or the mosque. But this, I mean, it's it's you know the the sheer amount of death and carnage that was inflicted is is unusual, and it's not it's unusual in the, the mount. I mean, the fact that there is conflict between the Palestinians and Israelis has been going on for years and years. Um, and unfortunately, there's there's times of peace and there's times not. And, you know, the, the question will be, you know, when Israel responds, the opposite reaction, to, at what point do does the international community say, OK, that's enough. enough 
versus you, you guys that have gone too far. Your pendulum has swung too far. Mm-hmm. And so that's an, that'll be an interesting question is, will it be when it really is enough or will the international community say, yeah, we know you guys got you know bombarded by 2,000 rockets uh, you know, well, blindsided. I know but- it's different, even just like the scope and this the space. I had no idea how tiny Gaza was. But when we went to Iraq and we went to Afghanistan, I'm sure there were people who criticized, but I don't remember a whole lot of like, hey, that's enough. Stop it. Stop beating up on them. But we're already hearing that. And I think that and the ground incursion really hasn't even started. Right. So I think that's going to be a very loud chorus from a lot of corners. And, and you know, I'm not there. I All I can do is kind of believe what is being said today. But this, you know, this rocketing of the hospital you know, that's one of those. Are like you like know, the aspirin yeah. factory. Remember yeah, that with, yeah, in Iraq? You know, yeah. But it could be, like I said, like once verified, then maybe I'll, you know, kind of like, ugh. But yeah, it's a good point that sooner or later it always does like, okay, that's enough. But who gets to decide that's enough? Obviously, yeah. Israel will be the one that decides that's enough. And I, I don't think it'll be enough until. There's a ground incursion, and then we see what goes from there. With Hezbollah lobbing rockets and Iran obviously having an interest here and a lot of saber rattling across the world, uh, your brain and your gut, is there anything about this situation that my spidey sense is tingling? And I am not an educated historian in, in any way, but something in my gut's telling me this one is bad. You guys feeling that? I feel like because of uh, all of our 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 institutions seem a little bit shaky right now, so I kind of feel like you. But I but I'm not gonna. I, that's not gonna like kind of take over. I, I I'm gonna stay with the, the this too shall pass. Yeah, let's, you've let's, always I, been my guy for that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stay there. And I will say this: let's just like, and I've just you know read a, a couple stories that you know once again there was some alerts out there that we don't know what's happening but something is we think something is about to happen now why that was not heated mm-hmm. i'll never know mm-hmm. but there was some word like there's either some buzz or there's some activity or you might want to have a little heads up here yeah. so i that's that's what i mean i i think I, we're all feeling a little more like shaken by this because we're just a little more shaken by everything it's a good point That's a good point. When your home life, let's use that Mm -hmm. analogy, when your home life is not stable, everything out in the world seems a little scarier. Yeah. And our home life in the United States is not stable. Mom and dad are fighting and talking about a divorce. And so everything out there is even scarier. Yes. Uh, Yes, I would agree. That's a good yeah. Way to describe it. How close to a divorce are we, Kurt Barr? I mean, you, you see what's going on with the House. Of course, the left is going to make as much hay as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And the, the chaos and the Republicans are in chaos and they're this and they're that. Uh, how bad is it? That is a great question. And I wish I could answer that you know, with a crystal ball that I, I don't have. But when I, when I first heard about you know the ouster of, of uh, Speaker McCarthy, um, my first thought, I had two thoughts. One that a house divided cannot stand. And I'm like, what is the Republican Party doing? And then the, the second one was everything rises and falls on leadership. I mean, McCarthy had a, a, a tough road to even to get there. And there was a lot of, rep, of Republicans saying, hey, he's lied to me. He's not trustworthy. He's not a good leader. He got it, but he never really had a firm hold on that. But 
you know, we I thought by the time we came on the air, we'd have a new, mm-hmm. new speaker. It looked like Jim Jordan had the path to victory. He probably still does. You know, the question that becomes of these 20 holdouts, are they holding out for concessions? Are they, you know, absolutely not? We don't. But because, I mean, the, there was a number of people voting for just random you know, people that got a single vote. There was some for Scalise, some for McCarthy. But there was not a, OK, here's the alternative person, Scalise. You know, for 24 hours, he was the heir apparent to to do this. And then the Republicans are like, yeah, there's none. You know, he's, he recognized he didn't have a path for it. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to deal with with this. And so help me understand this. And if I am being unfair, anyone in the room, tell me so. But when I look at Jim Jordan, I say, OK, here's a guy that, as I understand it, has never passed a bill uh, who has still refused to say that Joe Biden won who was involved more than any other representative uh, pre-January 6th and on January 6th, and then has all these Ohio State allegations. This doesn't seem like a great candidate. Am I missing something? Is all that disinformation? Uh, As far as the allegations, he's always denied that. And so I'm not going to speak to to that because I have no idea. Um, But as far as being, you know, having been a former state representative, um, you know, I was part of the, you know, the conservative coalition to try to push the, the state house party further to the right. You know, um, and one thing I did learn in my eight years in the legislature is it's easier to be either the minority or to be a minority of majority and kind of lob, you know, grenades of, hey, I don't like this or you're not doing this right. It's much harder to actually lead. And that takes a different type of skill set to lead and to lead effectively. And Jim Jordan has been, you know, one of the, the the leaders of the opposition party within the majority. But can he actually lead is going to be the true test. It's of- sort of like there are people out there who did terrible radio shows, but they're good program directors. So maybe he wasn't great at being a rep, but he would be a good leader. It's possible that he will be a good leader, but the problem with being a leader is you have to create compromise. And when you're a a faction that is full of more zealous zealous people, yeah. And if you start to compromise, do you then lose? Right, he'll be faction? the next ousted. Yeah, it, it, and and so it may be that okay, he gets the. Gets majority, but then when they have to actually pass a budget, and he says, "Okay, well, we'll do Ukraine funding as well as uh, you know, funding for Israel," then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, "Hey, well, we don't like this, so now we want to go with with somebody else." I mean, that you know, that's the the, the answer to your question. You know, like, are we are we headed for a divorce? Is um, you know, can he hold on to power once he gets it through really the twenty four election cycle? Yeah. Alvin, is this nothing but good for Democrats? Well, I was just going to you. You just said I was going to say like, see, they, the Republicans have to come to some kind of compromise pretty quickly here because I mean we're technically already in the election cycle, and they can't carry this into you know you. you all right, if you if you're Cory Bush in your district or or you know Marjorie Green in her district, they're going to win their seat. But there's a lot of them up for grabs, and I don't think they want to go into this atmosphere where like. Whereas, you know, like, I'm just Alvin, the Republican, you know, like uh, U.S. rep. And they're asking me, where is your leadership at? And I said, well, I, I got, I, you know, I have no answer because mm-hmm. I have no speaker. And, you know, the, the, the Ann Wagners of the world, you know, I guess who had, would, I guess, voted for, for Jim Jordan. She's like now in some kind of gray area where 
is this the best you could do? And, you know, like, can you, what, what are we coming up with here? Um, you know, so I, I don't, I don't know that it plays out for months more or anything. But right now, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I'd say, I mean, that's why every Democrat voted Where? for Hakeem Jeffries. Because, I mean, that's like, hey, you know what? At any given time, we could say, like, we could pick the what we construe to be the lesser of two evils. We could do that. Has that ever happened? I have no idea. Now, this is one of those things that uh, my lifetime— the the majority party picked a speaker and it took twenty minutes right and you got on with life right so this is all new me to me also like oh like, yeah yeah what do you, what do you do with this yeah I saw Hakeem yeah. Jeffries who I I tend to like mm-hmm. a lot he's a very moderate individual yeah he, and right. and he was saying like hey look let's 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 quit you know you know whatting yeah. around <laughs> and let's have a coalition government. Let's yeah. have the moderate Republicans join us. Mm-hmm. You, you promised to play nice. We'll promise to play mm-hmm. nice. And the independent moderate me said, that sounds good. Quickly followed by pipe dream. It'll never, ever happen. Not now. Not not at this particular time. I thought Kevin McCarthy, one thing he could have done was, was all right, you're appealing to, trying to appeal to people that don't want you to, to be in there. How about you appeal to the American people, okay? How about you just get out there and say, like, this, enough of this. Now, this is why... I'm going to make this deal, all right, because we're not shutting the government down and we're not doing these things and people are not going to be wondering where their next paycheck is going to be right when college starts and all. No, we're not doing this. So would you please tell your congressperson to just calm down? We're all Republicans. We can get this done. We can get the things passed that we really want to get passed. But yeah. we're not going to be able to do that if we're just, you know, in, yeah. in turmoil. I miss, uh, not miss, because I don't know if there have ever been any, but I wish there were more aggressive moderates, which is almost an oxymoron, but <laughs> get loud. Just because you're reasonable doesn't mean you have to be a sheep. Right. Be loud. Be proud. Yeah. Well, and I think also there's enough people that have a have a seat that they could could win. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you talked about this, but I, there's a couple of people I wish would take that seat away from Cory Bush that are yeah. quite moderate. Um, that um, you know, I think those are the ones that have to step up and say, "I'm going to, I'm going to run." Yes, I don't like what is coming. There's just too much extremism yeah. coming out of that, and yeah. there's probably just a handful right now. But there are a handful of districts across yeah. the United States where the, I think the voters honestly wouldn't care yeah, when they, you're running against Cory Bush. That, Shouldn't you only have to say she's paying a guy who says he's 109 trillion years old and can summon tornadoes uh, to be part of her security? Like, shouldn't you just win automatically? I mean, I don't understand. I, well, I, we said on the show last week, I said like, oh, no, if I was going to run, I would have announced I was going to run like 48 hours after she made her little yeah. Israeli speech. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, that's reckless. And I think even I think most of her constituents might like her, but a they don't understand what's going on. And I don't mean that in an ignorant kind of way, but just the the parameters of what she said and why that's dangerous. A and then B, I would raise money like nobody's yeah, business. True, and it takes money to win. Four twenty five DGS Think Tank here with Alvin Reed and Kurt Barr. Alvin just made a really great point, uh, not to just pick on Congressman Cory Bush, but. Uh, the Cory Bushes of the world, and I think the the uh, Gateses of the world, they promise their constituents pipe dreams that are never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And as you just so wisely said in the break, if you spent that time 
in reality, solving problems, as opposed to lying to the people whose vote you're trying to get. That's one of the biggest problems we have. Now, politicians, you go back as far as you want. They've always been full of crap to some extent. Yeah. But now it seems to be 80% BS, 20% reality. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, like I say, like, hey, you used to have two days of garbage pickup every week. Okay? You've lived your whole life like that. We're going to reduce it down to one, and we're going to raise the price a little bit. But we're also, how about if we throw in recycling? This true story in Kirkwood. All right. What do we throw in recycling? And everybody said, like, oh, recycling. Okay, all right. If we put them both out on the same day, I can live with that. Whereas everybody was losing their mind at first, then it became, oh, okay, I guess I could deal with that a little bit. Right. So, you know, find something from both sides that people want, kind of glom it together. And I think you'd find that a lot of voters would say, like, I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. Too much Kev, you, seem, you have something to say? No, it's the, I feel like we have the same thing. Everybody, all, all, the two extremes want is to rage against the machine. It's the commonality between Gates and Cory Bush. Yeah. Is you, people who live in my district, you're mad about these things and I'm going to rage against the machine. Whether it's, whether it's far left, far right, doesn't matter. That's why they live in that fantasy world. But the machine's not coming down. Yeah, right. It'll keep clunking along. It's been around for a long time. It's going to be here. You're better off learning how to fix the machine than than to go up against it. Yeah. Kurt, final thoughts? Excellent question. Um, <laughs> so I heard a quote that I thought kind of applies to this just recently. When you make a promise, you create hope. When you fulfill that promise, you create trust. And the problem with our elected officials is so often they have failed to keep those promises and we don't trust them. And I think that until they can actually fulfill their promises, they're not going to build trust. And that's the, the biggest problem that we have with our representatives in Washington. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Four forty DGS. Rich, I think we have similar little bits here. Let me run through mine real quick. Okay. Things that, uh, most people don't find disgusting, but are. That's strangely worded. Uh, sharing drinks, even among family members. Why is that disgusting? Yeah, there you go. See, good example. Backwash, perhaps. So would that bother you? I mean, no. Yeah, but I, it would. You're not a big drink share. Not really. It's weird. Like, if it's an alcoholic drink, I don't have a problem with it because I feel like that kills, kills all the it. germs. What about a bite off a fork? Does it need to be like your literal partner to do that? Yeah. Or, you know, it just You depends. do that with your kids, too. I don't have kids. Like, when they're kids, little. No, I'm just saying, like, family. <laughs> it depends on family. Not would I do that with my parents? No, it'd be weird. I'm a grown person. They're mm. grown people. Communal food, like potlucks or just, pizza for work parties. It's all... Why is it, that gross? You know what? I'm going to call wheels out here. There's sandwiches out yeah. there, and I saw you pawing through them earlier. I picked one up, and I looked underneath, and there was nothing but veggies, and I just put the bread down. <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I took one back yeah. to my oh, office, and there was no the meat. Worst. I mean, it's not like I was poking around in there. I just lifted the bread. I'm like, is there any meat in there? Nope. Boom. Pack it down. Wait, why do you say we're the worst? Because that's why people don't want to eat communal food. It's because they assume other people have touched it, and you guys both touched yeah, the sandwiches. Yeah, everybody. No, they were I only like, touched the one I took. Oh, okay. So you yeah. took a sandwich. Oh, okay. I didn't take the one I just looked at. I lifted the bread up, and I'm like, nope. Oh, so that's the problem. Yeah. Wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. So you don't think that he's gonna like, die on a no, 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 hill no, 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 no. I gotta die on any hill. If that's if that's a if that's a step beyond, well then I apologize. But like 
Some dude making the sandwiches handled your sandwich. Yeah, but you other just people putting his them hand. on the tray. Yeah, but he's handled a food your sandwich professional. The people that are taking sandwiches are bumping sandwiches with their hands and moving them. Like it's not the end of the world, and none of that is gross. Uh, but their food, they, you understand, their food service professional. I'm going to let them die on the hill. You, you understand, their food service professionals. Their job is to handle food and handle it in a sanitary manner. Otherwise, they get shut right down. because nobody else grabbing sandwiches touched any of the sandwiches they didn't take. And you're just a guy. That's they're part of the problem too. Oh, so then you won't eat that food then. Well, it's saying, gross. Not if I saw you rifle through. But a what sandwich if you didn't see the 17 back? people that did touch it? I. Don't understand what you're. I do based not on this premise, you would never eat any is. communal food ever because it's it's being touched. I would prefer that somebody who was just like on their computer that's never been washed or whatever don't rifle through the sandwiches. Okay, so and then put it back under the scenario that I did. I should have just taken that and thrown it away. Yes. Mm, maybe. Okay. Well, then that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Fine, I'll throw it away next time. I've never known anyone like Kevin. Uh, next up, scream sneezing or dad sneezing. Yeah. When you yeah. just go full on. Ah! Oh, yeah. yeah, my dad does that, and I think I've inherited it. <laughs> I saw a redu- reductress is kind of like the onion, like for women. And there was a headline the other day that was like, uh, women are so emotional or so dramatic, says dad who sneezes like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> Guys who openly scratch or adjust their stuff. Yeah. yeah I know a couple of those. That's hey, disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, who does that? I don't know. I know. I'm like, I'm like, no, we found the hill. I will. <laughs> I mean, all right. No, well, please, please go. Tie it into sandwiches if you can. It's <laughs> a difference if it's outside your clothes. Uh, what? It's still, like, I don't want. Why is your my stuff outside your clothes? No, 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 scratching, the scratching. Oh, like scratching. Like if you're going inside, that's terrible and gross. <laughs> Outside, it's more like it's just uncomfortable for everybody else, you know? Yeah, I know, but if you don't do it, it's uncomfortable for you. You got to do it subtly, though. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to find, like, a place to, like, do it where no one can see. I agree. Like, I agree. I just be as smart as. When people let their dogs lick their face. Ah, Not that's fine. I, that's been getting to me more and more. It's fine. Older. <laughs> Wheels is just like diametrically opposed. I'm just not really I think a lot of things that people think are gross are just not that big a deal. People who spit outside. Well, oh, I do <laughs> I'm losing Ew, every one worst, of these. The when, you, when you walk down the sidewalk and you see somebody spit, like you couldn't have just spit into the grass or something. <laughs> God, you I'm freak. Just losing it Long right fake nails. Mm, yeah. yeah, those can get pretty bad. Yeah. Speaking as are someone who has, who has had long fake nails, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, are they are they the, are they gross or no? There are some people that get them like two inches long, and it's like, how are you keeping that clean? Okay, There's I mean, they like look dirt. they look silly to me, but I don't know. I didn't. I don't know the gross part. Hearing someone with a heavy productive cough. Oh, I mean, that's not really their fault. Not like handling sandwiches or your stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dirty dishwater. Yeah, gross. Oh, sure. Who likes that? What do they mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, what do they mean? Like, okay no one that. thinks it's gross, but it totally is. Like, oh, I'll just take a sip out of that dirty dishwater real quick. Who's drinking it? That's what I'm saying. Is like this <laughs> list is it's a list of things that people apparently don't yeah. think are gross, but actually are. But who doesn't think that dirty dishwater is gross? Agreed. <laughs> Has anyone else ever had a job where you had to wash dishes? Yeah. Oh my god, it's terrible. Oh, uh, Mr. Donut. 
Nick worked in a place called Babos. I think there's one in the Valley. He worked there in Mizzou. And a part of his job was just washing dishes for hours. And Nick's a little guy anyway. So he'd walk out of there weighing 40 pounds because it's just like so hot. And oh, you're yeah. just sweating and just, oh, God. That was a bad one. The number one thing is people breathing in your face, whether you're, this is whether your breath is good or bad. Yeah. Okay. Not sure that happens. Why are you that close yeah, to I, me much? I don't know of like, you know, I'm Especially having a hard since COVID. Right. Yeah, but I mean, even before that, who's that close? Yeah. Right. I mean, like, if, if you're breathing like, in my face, you're getting a stiff arm in the chest to back up a little like bit. If you're like sitting next to somebody at like a movie or like a theater something concert. So, what was the most controversial? Uh, the sandwich. The sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most controversial. Well, I mean, in in under, under, uh, if that's actually gross, then nobody should ever eat communal food ever again. If. Well, I'm just saying, like, I saw you doing that, and yeah. that's what puts the fear in my heart about communal food. Not that I think you're gross, but, like, let's say <laughs> a yeah, gross the, argument is, the argument here is not that you are gross. It's the fine if it is. is. That's not what I'm, I'm not real. I'm, I'm confused because if that's actually gross, then nobody should ever eat communal food ever because somebody's touching it. You're, but but you understand the difference between you're upsetting us, Wheeler. You understand the difference between facts. A regular no, not facts. No, 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 not facts. You don't think other people are touching the food? I don't think that. Pe- I, it's I, only it's gross if you see it. That's not a reasonable request. To, this like, is to making me need that, to adjust. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about food service professionals. No, 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 no. Andrew, I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the 40 other people in the office that are picking sandwiches off the same trays, you're telling me they're not touching anything else by accident or moving no one and taking another? That. I have no strong reason to think that that is what's oh, happening. Oh, well. <laughs> but you're worried about oh, one well, person? You got me. Well, no, but you're like you're worried about the one that you see, but the 10 you don't see, well, those are fine. We should do, like we do DJS Live, we do my stand-up. We should do one with just Kevin on a stage. Yeah, let's go. And people just argue with <laughs> we'll them. We'll just do like a fight fest 2024. People just walk up to the mic and they're like, uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, I think that this. And he's like, oh, so I guess that means that the blah, blah, blah. And I won't even need to actually no. disagree. I'll just fight. Oh, I love it. From reality. 453 DGS. Okay. We're just going to revisit this one more time really quickly. Okay. Andrew. There's one sandwich out there, and you want it. Mm-hmm. But you see wheels walk up, pick it up, look, put it back down, and walk away. Yeah. You taking it and eating it? No. Really? No. Mm. You got a problem with Wheeler? I got a problem with watching people paw through sandwiches and mm. then eating it. Right, All right but the 10 people you didn't see, that's fine. Okay. okay. You, so in other okay. words, if you didn't see it, it's cool. For what it's worth, if it was the last sandwich, I'm probably not eating it. For exactly the reason that Kevin's talking about. Oh, all right. Well, if, there's, be there. if there's one, sa- I I ate one of those sandwiches earlier, but there was twenty of them, and a million. It was very clear what was what and what was available. You know what though? Neil brings up, up one- a good point because there, it's not just sandwiches or food. There's so many things in life that we know something bad is your happened. gas pump. But if you don't see it, you're like you have plausible deniability. Yep. yep. Like you, uh, you go to QT. And there's just an open cabinet full of donuts. Yep. Like I told you about the one time I was at the grocery store and those little kids, little urchins, little pieces of crap, touched every donut. Yeah, yeah the little three-year-old who's right. trying to get her dad's attention. Not her fault. She's three. So when they walked away, the next guy up didn't know that. He just grabbed a donut. You know, that guy that sneezed at the drinking fountain. He's filling up his diet dew and he sneezed. 
Not that I'm confessing. <laughs> but like we, those things are happening every day, all the time. And if that's how we feel, then we shouldn't use any of it. Yep. Uh, we've heard lately about people who are living on cruise ships. Cost about thirty grand to live on a cruise ship for the whole year. Really? Uh huh. And now cruise ships, certain companies are saying this is our new business model. We think people are going to retire and live on cruise ships. So that's going to be for when we're at that age, uh, an option to where you can just go live on a cruise ship all the time. Could you do it? Would you want to do it? I think I would like it for maybe like a month at a time, but to live there all year round and all you have is your cabin and then you've got, you got to see, you know, your neighbors from down the hall. But think about it. Counterpoint, you're going to stop in ports that are different yeah, all the time. That's true. If you're just like in a an assisted living or a senior center, you're seeing the same people all the time anyway. Yeah. This is the same thing, except you're out on the ocean and you're stopping in Aruba food. and the Cayman Islands and the food. For 30000 a year? Somewhere around there. Yeah. That's like $2,500 a month. That seems amazing. Yeah. We're never going to see Wheeler again. Uh, He's going to be fondling food at a cruise buffet. Join me at the buffet. All the crab legs you can touch and eat.